everyone. We are back with the next episode of The Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, your chief host of the show, and as always, joining me is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hello! What's up, guys? Happy Friday, and or Saturday, you know, depending on which hemisphere you're in. Uh, and hope everyone's having a fantastic day so far, and uh, yeah. I'm still <laughs> reeling after doing the time warp. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? how much, dude? Do you know how much effort it takes to go forward by one hour? Well, well, how much like energy in the universe? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. It's called daylight savings. You just you know hit a button, and <laughs> that that does it. No, well, actually, it's all about, it's just uh, whether you believe it or not. And then, bam, sun, and then, bam, suddenly you're an hour forward or an hour back. <laughs> yeah. All right. And as always, we have our interim host, Noble. Good morning, good evening, good day, good afternoon, and good night, depending on where the hell you are on this stupid globe. Wow. Well, you gotta say everything for every single eventuality, possibility, and permutation. So you don't want someone getting a stick up your ass, up their ass just because you forgot to mention them. It's like, ugh. Exactly. Ah, why didn't I get any of it? <sighs> I digress, though. People are picky sometimes, but it's not why we're here, though. So we are going to. <laughs> Preface this by um, setting the mood for you, because I had a great long weekend. And I have the mood to share it with you, because after all, it is my, it is my great duty to um, make the world more purple, one strand of fur at a time. <laughs> yes, sir, it is. That's funny. Yeah, so we took a day out in the cliffs, and behold, look at this. Oh, it's a lonely, it's a little lonely tree. <laughs> it's like, Expecting a pat in return. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, don't worry, little tree, you'll be fine here. You'll grow here, and um, you know, you'll get to watch over the ocean. Oh, that's a really nice shot too. Yeah, so, it, it just—it's so calming. It just encapsulates everything you would want about it. Yeah, it's hard to tell. How um, how high up are you? Um, we're actually um on a cliffside that's overseeing the ocean. So probably about like what fifty, like uh, 30, 40, 50 meters or so, give or take. I can't oh sure. wow! So really high. Okay. I don't know. I don't look down. <laughs> Smart. Besides, um, yeah, wasn't too too close to the, to the you know to the shoreline. Well, I guess that's just that. In fact, if you must have a vague idea of how tall it is, I here you go. If you must know how tall the waters at Botany are. Oh, okay. Wow. 
Yeah, it's like apparently there there exists a um a ho- a cave out there, and this place was historically known to be um home of cave dwellers, where people where um in the past they dug out these caves under the cliffs and um, made made home in it. Oh, cool! Well, when you need shelter, <coughs> I mean, there ain't exactly much places to find shelter in these parts because it's just open, exposed, and shoreline mm. back back then. So mm. you know, in in a pinch like that, heading underground might would be your next best option. Not too underground, mind you, because I I because like I was trying to look for this secret this secret cave that had um, a little a skylight poking through it like, as if somebody drilled through the rock surface and let the, sh- and let the sunlight shine in. But <laughs> alas, I never found a cave. Oh, that's alright. It would have it been the best um, you know the, weird, the, the best vibe you could imagine, but that's good. It looks like it was a totally beautiful day. I mean, how was like the weather, like temperature-wise? Was it? Ah, oh, it's pretty warm. Uh, warmer side, twenty-five, twenty-five yeah. C tops. I didn't exactly feel toasty at all. So, oh, perfect. Because even yeah. sometimes, if it's kind of cool out, especially in a full-body suit, I mean, if you're in direct sunlight, uh, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I know. How, I know how that feels, but it was a blessed day. So, and here, the last mood of the day. Ha! <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, look, just look at it. It was. It's perfectly framed. It, it really is. Yeah. Like, oh, you wanna? You know, you wanna. Um, you want a free seat? You want a staging platform for that? Okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like your own little squirrel perch. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's great though. It's like, had a great oh, day. Yeah. It was just like it was right. the f- after. It was just the first time I'd put my suit back on right after um my little stint in the states. Oh wow! Really? So that was yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. It really has been a while. Yeah. But no, it's um, <laughs> it's great though. Besides, oh, actually, there is one last mood I am going to show you though, because somehow I wouldn't believe you won't. You might not believe this, but somehow I actually ended up caught in a net and um being on the shore. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny how that happens, man. Like friggin' some fishermen apparently um got the catch of the day, and they found a little great purple fish, and it was like, "What the heck? This ain't a fish." <laughs> they had to throw you back. <laughs> but it looks like um, they caught other mammals. You know, there's a whale behind you, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> As well, we thought it was dolphins, but yes, yeah, whale. 
<laughs> it, lo it looks like you're you're just like rolling over, like waking up, and you're like, "What? Where am I? What happened?" Well, did I drown? <laughs> why am I on a net? And why am I on this perch? Is this net even solid? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's um, it's really, really fitting for this, <laughs> for the area, though. But yeah, yeah no, nice. like remind remind me never to go that back into the ocean, otherwise I'll be caught if, caught in a net again. Oh wait, what what happened? Uh, were you on your squirrel perch, then you fell down, and then someone caught you, or are you just going for a swim? <laughs> oh, it could be. I can't, like I said, I can't remember what happened. I just I just somehow ended up. Waking up on top of a net, and you know, oh, goodness. I suppose the rest is history. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> says, sucks to wake up next to a well. That's when you got a drinking problem. <laughs> hey, well, there is. I would like to open up the Bible. There is a story that the man that who got swallowed in a, by a whale. That that was Jonah, wasn't it? If I recall, yeah. So there is that though. Alas, I'm not I'm not on the same level as Jonah yet, but <laughs> there might be very well be a possibility. Well, he survived what three days, I think. Mm -hmm. In inside a literal whale, so. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. One day, there's life life goals. <laughs> All right. So, as that is my um, purple things up though. Um, now it's time for um, to get right in on the show. So, who here remembers the classic movies? What have you? You know, Bam Bambi. Who here remember? Who he's oh, of course. The, uh, the old... of course. Who hasn't, right? All the good things happened in those in those days of old Disney. How long ago did that movie come out? It must have been what the forties, right? No, can't be that old. Yeah, and then and then over time we just got you know hand animated and what have you. And then some, and now they've um they've Disney has decided to do the uh, whole, yeah, live action remake. But you're right, Bambi came out in 1942. Oh wow! Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, and it was based off the novel um in 1923. So. Okay. So because you know Disney has all these wonderful you know classic properties. And currently, they're running out of new ideas. Why don't we just remake everything? In live action, no less. <laughs> because that's the trending thing of the day. Because oh, it's boy. More, it's realistic. It's believable. Yes. Oh. Yeah, see? It's old Bambi. Now, this new one is... A remake that will tone down the death of Bambi's mother because, quote unquote, parents these days are more sensitive. 
I'm sorry, but a little bit of trauma in a TV show or a movie is probably better and helps someone you know, like adjust later on. Otherwise, when something traumatic happens, a person is just going to basically go completely off the edge. It is not healthy. Okay. Oh. Well, well, yeah. Okay. This is a kind of a sad story. Uh, you know what? I I'll tell you about this afterwards after we read this because it's it's kind of messed up <laughs> and so the, the you know this the writer lindsay beer was actually talking about and saying that she, you know he was planning to tone down the death of bandy's mother saying Which, you know, i don't know how they can because it was an off-screen shot right And she's saying, you know, not to spoil the plot, but there's a treatment of the mom dying that I think some kids, some parents these days are more sensitive about than they were in the past. And I think that's one of the reasons that they haven't shown it to their children. I do think there is a way to update Bambi, and our take on it was we did give it a little bit more of a scope to it. And I just think that to be able to bring it to life for kids these days in a way that maybe they relate to a little bit more would be of service to the original but it's she's still the mom is still going to die though right because that's kind of the whole like that's a big part of the the story right one would hope but unfortunately well, I don't hope she dies. That's so sad. <laughs> but I mean, if they're remaining true to the story, then yeah. But that, I don't understand how they would. Well, I guess I could. So here's this this about people being too sensitive. Um, I don't think there's much of a difference between now and then, as here here's basically here's why. My grandma, right? She was born in 1938. And she saw Bambi in movie theaters with her mother. And she remembers, and she told me this story all the time, why she doesn't like hunting or guns. Because she saw Bambi, and when Bambi's mom died, she was, I don't know, I think she was like 12 or maybe 10 or something, and she, she cried, like a lot. And from henceforth, uh, even up until this day, or until you know she passed away a few years ago, she always was against hunting and guns and all of that for her entire life because she was traumatized by this and she would always repeat mother <laughs> whenever she'd tell me this story so there you go oh and um i don't know I forgot to mention we did have we did mention that we are having someone late enter our show that's me Beowulf. yes it is you Beowulf. Sorry, it's Oktoberfest. We're celebrating Oktoberfest here, so I had to go get some fancy food. Did you somehow work your way all, all over to the home of Oktoberfest, a.k.a. Germany? I, not, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure Germany settled my area of the United States. So it's kind of like, we celebrate Germany, we celebrate Asian. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, cool. yeah. Yeah, the, the the Asian part's another story, but you yeah, know. but is, you can't have a Oktoberfest without beers and bratwurst and all sorts of German sausages. Yeah, I, I went there for Indian tacos and a funnel cake. Ooh, that's a very eclectic mix. Yeah, yeah, 
fried food. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> bratwurst, I can get bratwurst year round here. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, you gotta have like things like pretzels and. Unfortunately, yeah. no. The the food choices what? this year are pretty disappointing. Bummer. Regardless, oh. looks like we were uh, you guys were talking about the Bambi thing, them softening yeah. Bambi. <laughs> you know, had I have had you have been there on time, I probably would have told you the story about how I ended up in a fishing net. That and how I was, you know, and how I aspired to be on the same level as Jonah, who ended up inside the whale. I'll I'll have to listen to the podcast then and then in, in, get entertained that way then. <laughs> Because that sounds like a heck of a story. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well. Now, what did you guys think? Now, while we're here on the Bambi thing still, um, <laughs> how did you guys think about the old, you know, how Bambi's mother passed, you know, died? Like, it was it was handled well. Like, so why change it? It, it was handled very well. The fact that it was a off-screen death, and like you have, you know, Bambi and uh, his mother, they're both running to the thicket, and you don't, you just hear uh, creepy music, basically, and then a shot goes off. And I think the the really traumatic part was when he turns around and realizes that she's not there because he doesn't even know what happened. But that was handled very, you know. I don't think that's too off-putting for kids, even though, you know, I think my grandma just used that as an excuse to not like guns. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know how they can change this. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to change it because, you know, oh, there needs to be some kind of female figure. So who knows not what so they're going to do. They, you know, like, more like parents these days are more sensitive than they were in the past. That's what yeah, they're thinking. I, you, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's more like they're gonna put a um, you know, at the free face of the movie, they're gonna put something content warning, death, death, potential gun violence, uh, you know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> You're gonna rattle off thirty, forty things, you know. Stereotypes. Hang on, are you Dracula? Very wolf, are you Dracula? No. Why am I Dracula? <laughs> I do not have accent. I, I do not have Dracula accent. Fine. You sound like Vlad. Yeah, you know, you, you you want you want the wavering person. I can be the wavering person. I can go all sorts of different directions. You get me riled up though. I I have a little bit of a weird drawl. So yeah, no, I. I have VHS. I have the VHS of Bambi. Don't, don't. I will play that on a big screen. Well, so if Disney wants to go, I mean, they are known for killing off parental figures, at least in all their classic movies, essentially. Right. I mean, now, in most of them, some kind of figure dies, and then it's up to our main protagonist to get through the struggles and all of that good stuff. Rise up and be the better person for it. Right, you know, it's something that that happens just in life. Uh, you know, it's different in every in every Disney movie, basically. But now, like I said, I don't know how they can change this because it does bring up. Let's see. Oh, let's see what the article says here. Huh. Watching so Bambi. Live comment here. Oh yeah. Uh, Journal two one zero one says 
I heard the reason why a lot of mothers die in Disney movies is because Walt Disney lost his mother. I have heard that too. Um, that that might be true, or at least to some to some degree, because there's always degree. exceptions, like the Lion King. Yeah, or he lost his father. Yeah, so <laughs> loss of a parent, I guess. Well, that's still sad. So you are. It's definitely yes. There's a. It's a recur. It seems to be some sort of a recurring theme. So this is interesting here. It says the feelings of sadness, loss, and grief. You know, and for a lot of kids, this movie was their first introduction to the concept of death. It also offers a discussion. Oh, hold on. Now you're moving. That... Yeah, it also offers... <laughs> it also offers discussion. Yeah, opportunities for parents to talk to their kids about death, grief, and coping mechanisms. Uh, and it offers a non-threatening way to introduce these conversations, which can be valuable later in life when they encounter these themes in reality. Yeah, totally true. 100%. I, I think that if they're going to go and change this, and like I, I skimmed through a lot of this, because I had an hour, less than an hour to prepare for this again. <laughs> but skim reading really, really quick through this, it seems like they're going to soften it. And I think they'll devalue that by softening it. Right. But how, how would they soften it? Would they use maybe less threatening music? Or maybe it's well, not it, a gun? Yeah, I, I imagine. Or it'll be something that it's not an immediate death. Where, you know, a slow, like an injury or something. And she slowly dies or something. And I don't know. Ooh, that might be I, even worse. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, not necessarily because it's, hey, everyone's going to get to this point, or hey, some things happen. This and, and the, the outcomes there, but I don't know. I I literally don't know how you can change the story of Bambi without rewriting the whole thing. I mean, in my opinion, no, yeah, you're right. I don't know how they can do this without his mother actually, you know. Spoiler alert, she dies, I know. <laughs> but how do you make this movie without that? It's it's crazy. You probably completely rewrite it so that she's there one day, but the next she's not. Oh, you know, you know what I think they might do? They might just kill his father instead. That'll be a twist. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what where mean. does that take you back to, huh? <laughs> Still, yeah, that that's not any better. I don't think. No. I mean, because I, I don't know how they could do it differently. I really don't, unless they don't they don't have guns in it. But then how, right? I I don't know. I mean, the weapon of choice probably wouldn't shouldn't or wouldn't realistically like lessen the impact of it. It's just. The impact of the death. I mean, theoretically, I I saw it as a YouTube comment. Comment, you know, uh, I, I thought it. Did. Yeah, Boombox said. So Bambi's mom gets hit by a car. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, so you remove the gun aspect. And make it an accidental death. That might, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Maybe they could, but did they, 
did Disney have this same moral dilemma when they were doing the live action of Lion King? Because that's oh, a pretty yeah. dark scene. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure they did because they're like, we really don't want to do this, but there's no way to go with the Lion King other than to kill Simba's father. Because that's like the center point of the Lion King. Yeah, why he ran away and how he becomes king, right? Of course. In so he his father has to die in order for the rest of the movie to even take place. Bambi, it's his mom has to die. The vehicle of how she dies, metaphorically speaking, doesn't necessarily matter. I, I've got an idea. Hmm? Why don't they just give her cancer? Oh, oh god that's dark dude oh, oh, no. they're, well i guess they're animals but still they're talking animals but still that's not gonna <laughs> it, that's gonna be the slow drawn out death mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they're gonna be i have cancer next day poof oh my goodness like no that 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 does, doesn't that's not a good thing if you're like, hey, you have cancer. Yeah, you have some There's sort of disease. There's such a and thing you're... as childhood cancer. Oh, okay. Like, you know, Here's an idea. Why is mom sick? Right. What if yeah. Bambi, yeah, either Bambi's mom is just sick or we just remove his mom from the picture. Maybe he's with his grandma, dear. And, you know, grandma's just getting old and eventually... Passes away in her sleep. Oh, Bambi, remember all the lessons I've taught you. I love you. And then that's one way. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's the longer you think about it, the more rational you can be about it. And I hate news medias that want the reactionary feelings as opposed to thinking logically through it. But, you know. At this point, uh, if if they're not, I don't know how they're gonna do this. <laughs> it's it's just it's weird to me. It's also Hollywood, know. and you have no idea what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a certain degree of expectation that you expect out out of them. Oh, side note: cough, <clears throat> cough, cough, cough. That's kind of like the background of the whole podcast this week. Cough. Why Hollywood? Yes. <laughs> Why <But>. Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> right? Why? What the hell, man? Oh, to a certain degree, but this week, though, um, the next item that we have, yes, we're going to touch on this in another Hollywood topic a bit later on, but now this this one is not exactly so much a, a Hollywood topic rather than it is a, um, a present-day topic from... Wizards of the Coast, and I know, Avira, you're going to have some really strong words about this. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm already I'm already getting hyped. I know, I know. Wizards considers removing Shaman and Druid from Magic the Gathering over real religion <laughs> comparisons. <laughs> no, stop. Oh. Forbid anything relating to the real world exists. So, Wizards I... of the Coast uh, hinted that the druid and shaman creature types 
could be removed from Magic the Gathering due to real religions which practice uh, druidism and shamanism. Oh my god, Get grow the hell up, you people. What is this? Uh, that face when you realize you can't be a druid or a shaman because you're a Wiccan. So yeah. what, what, are they going to get rid of dwarves too? Because, you know, dwarfism? I mean, it's getting, this is crazy. Well, oh. well uh, welcome to West Coast Insanity. Actually, I probably shouldn't uh, even bring that idea up. Of, yeah, of because them. I'm, I'm sure that's actually going to happen at some point. Uh, call it, the creature gonna... type is <laughs> little person. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> little miners. No. Little <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Magical creatures now. Right? You can't say dwarves anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Right. Ooh, that. So we have Mark Rosewater, the head designer of Magic the Gathering since 2003, regularly answers questions about the game on his Tumblr blog, and one question about how the witch creature type was removed due to the association with a real religion that led to an answer, oh, hinting at more removals in the future. Yeah, apparently witch is... Like it's Which a fantasy game, on... dude. You're you're casting, you're casting spells, and hexes and stuff. Why 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 does that relate to the real life in any form other than it's loosely based on that real thing, which is okay. why it exists in the first place. So is Wizards of the Coast then? Should they call them um? Something else of the coast, like is is their name yeah, offensive? <laughs> like, that... what are they gonna? <laughs> what what's a male witch, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> They'll say, "Um, spellcasters of the coast," or <laughs> something stupid like that. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is depressing. It's they're just gutting themselves. Honestly, they've I... already they've already canceled cards. They're canceling themselves at this point. And they've canceled. Tribal and they've changed. They've basically rebadged Tribal, which we've talked about on an earlier episode. Mm -hmm. And now to um get back to this, in reference to the question about using witch as a creature type, if witch is excluded because of its significance as a real world religious identifier, why are shaman and druid creature types? So yeah, but does that does that include witches from you know all around the world? Because as far as I understand, the term witch in China means uh, something different. Right. I mean, oh heck, witch in Africa means something different because you got witch doctors. Yeah, That's and I'm hope. I'm fairly certain that there is many many cards in Magic that use the word um, priest or priestess. I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. Like it, both in their card names, and I believe it, it's a creature type too. Or I think they might have changed it. Oh yeah, here, here's one: human cleric. That's a creature type. But is cleric religious now? I mean, sure it is, but is that a bad thing? Why? Why are they doing this to themselves? It says in recent years, Wizards of the Coast has recently uh, has been carefully removing content and language from their products to avoid accusations of racism and other forms of intolerance. Wow. And their fantasy game with dragons and... Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. With, with, with 
spells and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. like, but but it, you're you're literally you are literally casting delete self. How yeah, does that work out for you? That's the whole idea of the game. You know, as players, you play as planeswalkers or wizards, you know, and you use magic or mana, you know, the five colors to summon creatures and cast enchantments and whatnot. That's the whole thing. It's all about magic and, and crap like that. So, uh, shaman and druid creature types is now offensive. To who? Who is offended by this? This is the um, question I always do, come back to. Do actual druids exist? Do, they, do we have to go to um to Ireland or I mean I mean if, know, if, find if, druid, self? If, if druids actually exist, I will literally be like, "Yo, what's up, dog?" Because they're literally a dog <laughs> or a cat or a fish. I don't care. I want to know how you do that stuff. Yo. Hit me <laughs> up with that. <laughs> but yeah, there, there are shamans out there, and I'm sure there's some kind of modern form of druidism. But are they... Are they're anyone not... who practices these religions, are they the ones getting offended, or who is? Uh, the pink-haired person screaming at the HQ of Wizards of the Coast, or whatever. Correct. <laughs> That's exactly it. Or the 400-pound pink hair wearing person slamming her club hands at a keyboard posting oh yes on twitter. On, on twitter or x i'm offended and now once and then once they if you give them an inch they'll take a mile that this is always the case yeah you, what, what you have done is you showed the cat the loose thread in the seam of your rucksack and that cat is just now pulling at that string and it's gonna literally take it all apart this used to be such a great game, too. Oh, they're destroying themselves. I'm so hurt. Well, the only benefit to this is that the new owner... Uh, there's going to be a new company to replace them at some point. There will be another game. I mean, yeah. literally, there was Pokemon, there was Yu-Gi-Oh!, and now there's Magic. I mean, I don't know, dude. Because Magic, it's it's been around since, like, 93. And it's it's really I think it's the largest and most complex card game in the world. Was over like what like thirty thousand unique cards or something crazy like that? Yeah. Like it's oh. it's been it's really complex and it, it's super popular. Yeah. Well, but, the, that's the yeah. thing is it's literally something that they grew because other people couldn't quite match their system, but now that everyone knows how their system works, all it takes is getting up to that. Le uh, even starting out at a lower level that offers basically the same thing that they're doing because it's all out in the open now they they yeah. can't hide hide uh they can't hide it under a veil of you have to be on the inside loop and stuff all their stuff is out in the public yeah well, and so, that I mean, too like it, it used to be a very i wouldn't say edgy game but it was more of a game for like it was niche. Uh, it was very yeah. niche. It was, yeah. And they had uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Like, in the early days of Magic, it was pretty wild. And that's why uh, we, I did think we discussed this when they were bringing out the Lord of the Rings Magic cards. Where if they were to do that set, maybe like 10 or even 15 years ago, it would have been 
a hell of a lot less um, PC'd down for lack of better terms. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, you go back ten, like you go back eight years, and stuff wasn't toned down. Yeah, and and just in the last decade or so, that they've just been gutting themselves, and that's I don't know that they're they're just afraid. I don't. Dude, if I worked for Magic and someone brought that crap up to me, I would be like, get the hell out of here. Druidism is offensive. Shut up. <laughs> like, that's yeah. so silly, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing, is they're thinking their fan base is something when it's not. Because their fan base literally probably couldn't care at all about what they're actually removing. They're still going to use the cards and keep them in the decks anyway. Yeah, they're they're literally going to keep them because hey, guess what? This is no longer in print. This is now more valuable. Oh, a hundred percent true. In fact, a couple years ago, when they banned, I think it was like eight or nine cards or something like that, because uh, offensive artwork or language and racism okay, and crap like that. Yeah, yeah, they like quadrupled in price, man. Some of these cards are worth like thousands right now. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's magic. Magic is about collecting the cards and. I mean, playing the game, obviously, but some people, it's literally about collecting cards. Yeah, it's like trading stocks, basically, or just, you know, enjoying the collections, the artwork. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Exactly. I mean, heck, if you ended up having, like, a friggin' Shaman or Druid deck or a Witch deck, then that means the value is going to just... You, you could actually make a fortune out of it, 100%. And if they don't make something that's going to counter you, your deck is now probably, potentially going to be much more powerful. In the magic in a magic game space, because you're playing in a rule set that doesn't technically exist anymore. Mm. So then you're inviting imbalance, and then people are going to be like, "Oh, you can't play that deck," and it's going to bring more money in the short term, but it's also mm -hmm. going to delete money out of the pool. I feel. Yeah, good point. At least something that gives me hope when reading this article is yeah, this Mark Rose guy. I don't know if I like him too much, but at least he uh, he didn't say for sure that these two creature types are going to be yeeted. Removed, right. So he said they they hinted at it. So I'm just, that gives me a little bit of hope that maybe they're not going to go full woke just yet. Well, I think they already have, honestly, but... I mean, at this point, too, like if they removed all the, all the um, what's it called, because... Um, all the religious, you know, modifiers and all that, like the that gave magic its inspiration. Then, what would magic become? Like all the um, all the lore would just be sucked out, and just it'll just become like a dry, stale thing with no well world building. I I had forgotten about this, but remember, earlier this year, Wizards of the Coast got in hot, hot water with the D and D community. Because they tried doing this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, right, but D&D &D was literally threatening to pull the rights of the cards, which means that Magic has nothing to stand on. Mm -hmm. Like, millions of cards in circulation are no longer actually legal to have. Because they're copyright. By D&D. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, no, that's 
that's why I feel they're removing this stuff so they can be, hey, we're not actually D&D with cards. We're our own thing. Yeah. So they're, I think they're trying to pivot. Hmm. That, well, yeah, that's that's probably a facet of it. That or they're just trying to, I don't know, appeal to not, the not, trolls on the internet? I, I can't. Either I think they've appealing to a few people, well, few, it could be a thousand to be as big as magic is. It could be a thousand people screaming at them to do something. Still, or, that's a drop. It's a drop that's in a the very bucket. Tiny thing because, um, you know, who'd, who'd be the who'd be the target audience that would get most offended by this? Pagans. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm sure pagans love this game, right? I I'm sure they enjoy the crap out of magic. Yeah, it's for everyone, right? It's it's awesome, you know. It's it and it's supposed to be a fantasy, magical, different dimension, right? We have. Like I said before, we have priests and clerics, and there's even a gods in in the world of magic, like Corona, false god. Is that offensive now? I mean, I. I mean, the uh, fact of the matter was, if it's it's almost as if the saying you know, Corona, false god, is like prophetic in a way, if you know what I'm saying. That's a pretty cool card, man. It's it's wild. Based on you know, based on real events, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an older one, but still. You know, you see things when they see things, and connections happen. But, you know what? Speaking of um, magic and, you know, witches and all that, I do have something to sell to you if you are interested in trying to learn real magic. I got a magic school to guide you to. Take one guess if it is. Is it Hogwarts? Hmm. Nah, a real one. Well, mm, Hogwarts is yeah. real, you never know. Yeah, Hogwarts is real enough. Like, I mean, they filmed it somewhere in the Kingdom, so it's got to be real, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, Hobbiton is real. We all know that. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. You know, friggin' caved out New Zealand for that. But, you know, alas, sad news is, I, as much as I would love to um, guide you to Hogwarts where you can learn magic, I got the wrong B-roll here. Apparently, there is a real school that um, is offering classes and degrees in magic. Ah, uh, yes. And I believe alchemy as well, right? No, occult science. <laughs> it's the University of Exeter. The world is telling you, we just want to steal your money. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so the... Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> now, now the, the University of Exeter, part of the Russell Group of Lean British Universities, has launched a Master of Arts in Magic and Occult Science. A development perhaps reflecting the interest, the rise of interest in the occult in the increasingly post-Christian West. Oh, boy. Give us, yeah. how, how to say give us your money without saying give us your money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a course, and it's it's a it's billed as a um a one to two year course at a cost of twelve thousand quid or twenty four thousand three hundred quid to international applicants to in oh. give the students the opportunity to build interdisciplinary expertise while exploring your specific interests within the long and diverse history of esotericism, witchcraft, 
ritual magic, occult science, and related topics. Yo, guys, if I can't cast a five wolf and I pay twelve thousand dollars for this, it ain't worth it. <laughs> Damn right. I imagine that this might be useful for individuals uh, who want to become writers. Or game development. I don't know. But no, I can't. I mean, you've got writers in game development as well. You've got to get storylines from somewhere. Yeah, writing artists, you know, budding artists who get that sort of, you know, for theming, you know, tailors, you know, like people who make sort of costumes that get that inspiration from. There's a, you could argue that there's a myriad of uses in studying it, but no, no, I no, sorry. If you if you're interested in that stuff, actually take a, a writing course, you know, and learn how to come up with your ideas and maybe do some history. But just pay twelve to twenty four thousand um, London dollars for this. Uh, it, this tells you that we're in the end of days because if this was five hundred years ago and a university tried doing this, they'd all be killed for being witches <laughs> like this is nuts especially in london come on i mean at that point you might as well ask yourself you know hey, where can i buy a ticket to um to enroll to hogwarts and, uh, I, yeah right I I mean, you might as well at this fair, time this is university of london but it's also the institute of arab and islamic studies right that's interesting to me because they're more or less conservative and is this uh, this th- that to me is act like I read that and I skipped over it the first probably six or seven times I I read that and that just clicked to me that whoa 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 Islam plus these ideas equals death yes uh, yeah good point uh, hold the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's more the extreme version of Islam so yeah. I mean it's in the in general, though, it it does not compute. I, right. Well, I mean, in the yeah, it, the extreme of Islam, but also in the it's kind of an odd thing too, because like literal one sense person as well, could actually but... argue that Islam is actually the um, one of the world's largest um, branches of paganism, like on a per population basis. But that's a story for another time. I thought they had, like, in their cultures, or, like, many countries that that are, like, Islamic republics, don't they have laws against practicing witchcraft and stuff like that? It's like it's not halal or something. Mm. I think it's kosher, not halal. I believe halal is reduced to, limited to things like food and and how animals are slaughtered, so. I mean, nah, kosher is a Jewish sort of thing. This is actually kind of weird. Oh, oh, they talk about Druidism later. Okay. But it seems like, because when they mentioned uh, the post-Christian world, I wonder if this is some kind of, like, I don't know, conspiracy time, uh, a a tactic or something that they're using. It's something that's actually um, true. I mean, look look around you. Like, you're seeing, like, you know, people becoming less and less Christian in the Western world, in, like, United States, United Kingdom, European countries, Western countries down here and now people are going whole pagan and new age as um you know to seek to look for something so really they're not exactly wrong when they say it's a post-christian world we're currently in i know which is very sad 
And you know, what do you think? Like we're seeing so many friggin' people put Wiccan in their bio, among other things. Yeah, that tells me that we're in the end of days. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, um, <laughs> is this the kind of? <laughs> let's just ask ourselves: is this, is this the kind of school that um you know? You pay just to learn about, you know, can you um can you become a druid and shape shift into a friggin' cat or a bear? Right, that would be cool. Or, or like you said before, shooting fireballs. Yeah, I'd pay twelve grand for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't do that, and it's nah, man, come on. If it's just about sacrificing goats and drinking their blood and whatnot, I don't think so. Not for me. Sorry. Nah, right. <laughs> But yeah, um, you're kind. Of, you're right. Like it's. Um, I I would say like all this new age stuff has just become you know like it's all kind of connected. You like you turn to pagan faiths and all that. You, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. You get an interest in witchcraft and the occult and like all these, all these symbols. But yeah. the million dollar question is: Can you, if you somehow were felt compelled to use this degree? Can you go back there and convince wizards to um to stop the decision to ban druid to remove druids and shamans from Magic the Gathering? Yeah, actually, that, that's a good point. Actually, if you want to go back to the article, because it does talk about modern day druidism and stuff like that. See, I would argue that removing druids is actually not inclusive. All right. Right. <laughs> so they yeah, have. What, uh, what is, what, What's happened to my fantasy of wishing to be a druid? Or exactly, a or or a shaman, right? Hey, I'm an animalist, spiritual shaman, uh, and you're removing my creature type. How dare you? That's offensive. You're erasing my culture. See, you can you can do it that way too. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at the dude with the pyramid on his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I can't. I mean, heck, I mean, we've got to ask another big important question. Does this course come with um, wizards' hats or fancy um, fancy costumes? No, you, oh, yeah, you, like cloaks? You, you get a copper triangle to stuff on your head so you can channel your inner thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. It actually it unlocks your ability to use, cast spells. <laughs> yes, and see the future and all that stuff. It unlocks the ability to give us $12,000 for stupid stuff. Hey, someone's making a lot of money off of this. And I guarantee you a lot of these, like, neo-pagan wackadoodles, yeah, they'll probably take the course and just waste their time and money. And then want their... Well, actually, it's Europe, so they won't get their student debt relief. relief. Mm, yeah, no, they're, they're not going to be able to pay for all the debt. So, um... <laughs> But is it worth it in the end? Though, just for them, though, like the cost of actually paying to um to learn spells is worth it. Then you know the debt can be the debt can be a problem nothing, another time. But it's fine. Yeah, like you learn nothing. Like you get no new job. Like let, let's be real here. Let's ask another big question. Um, what's the job market for um wizards, hedge wizards, anything like that? <laughs> yeah, right. You go to like get hired. I have a degree in witchcraft. They're like, what? <laughs> you know where the door is. Bye -bye. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, I have a degree in occult studies. Like, would you like your tarot cards read? I'm, well, I'm a gypsy for real with my crystal ball. 
Well, maybe they have a secondary degree in uh, gender studies. So maybe, you know, that can help too. Or not. <laughs> it's like all these useless degrees out there. Imagine, though, if it was real, you know? If you went to, like, the stock market or something and, like, yes, look into my crystal ball. You will make 10% on this stock. Mm. <laughs> if they could do that, well, uh, now we're talking about something different. <laughs> but we have that in the real world. You know, it's called yeah, algorithms and uh, luck. Yeah. <laughs> Alas, that's just the way the world works, which, um, you know... Run by some not so savory figures who think they have super, you know, superpowers. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um. Yeah. That is just okay, so don't silly, do, man. <laughs> don't, don't do magic, kids. Don't, don't <laughs> save your 12,000 quid. And, you know, and more. But yeah, now we got. There's one other item we'd like to um go forth on the show, and like you said, it is kind of a Hollywood item to um to shift the mood. So, now if you're an older kid, like you know, '90s kid, you know, Bunny the Dinosaur was everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're familiar with it. Now they're making a new Barney the Dinosaur movie, and um, it's taken. Let's put, put it very mildly: it's taken a whole another direction change, where it won't be about ki- you know four kids, but it'll be um, an adaptation that's um, driven by the millennial angst. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, Barney is not as popular now as he was back in the '90s. In the '90s, he was everywhere. Hell, my second birthday, or my third birthday, I went to go see him in New York City. It was great. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm on Broadway. That, that, was all, that would be awesome. So, a new approach to Barney. So, it's a, a tonal twist to the character? What do they mean by that? Right, so in this film, like, let's go back to the first paragraph. The purple dinosaur mm-hmm. is not aimed at entertaining children. It's geared towards millennials, so... So what, it's geared towards like 90s kids who have all these longing for all this nostalgia? Uh, yeah, that's what it seems to be. <laughs> what? I mean, heck. I, I, I mean, I get it. I get like long-term loyalty with all these franchises. You know, I'm friggin... Who's like... long-time loyal to Barney? Hey. Right. <laughs> Barney's cool, man. That was I a phase love, in I, my life that I moved on right past <laughs> into Disney. Thank you very much. Right. And, you know, there's some things that you just grow out of, and, you know, some, some stuff from children you completely grow out of. But there are just things, you know, like, I mean, there's franchises and stuff that you, even then you were a kid that you never grow out of, like like Pokemon, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> well, okay, fair point. So now, let's look at a new approach to Barney. Rather than fine-tuning it for kids, the film leads into the millennial angst of the property. It's a play for adults, focusing on the trials and tribulations of being 30-something and growing up with Barney. The level of disenchantment within the generation is a primary theme of the movie, 
offering a fresh take on the character. Uh, oh my goodness. What is this, this like yeah, on level? This is where I have to ask, is Barney gonna sing a song about think before you post? Uh, <laughs> no. No, he's gonna probably sing a song about you'll rent and be happy. <laughs> well, or college I, debt. Or he's gonna sing a song about the you know, how you can't afford real estate. That too. That, well, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, you rent and you'll be happy. You can't afford to buy anything, so you have to rent everything. Right. And then the property crisis, he's going to talk about, you know, singing a song, trying to, you know, why you're in this midlife crisis. At 30. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Midlife crisis number one at 30. <laughs> then in 30 years, you can have your number two. <laughs> oh, Barney will come back as a as a boomer, basically. I feel that's what this movie's going to be. It's going to be a boomer trying to coach millennials about something. Well, you know, Barney was very popular in the early 90s, and then it kind of lost its popularity over the decades. But he was a very popular franchise, so it makes sense for, you know, someone to cash grab. But, like, is he going to be animated or a, a suit? A big live... I mean, it is a live-action movie. I... That's what it says. Right, but they could make him like a CGI character, or it could actually I, be a person in a costume. I would have to say that that's going to have to be CGI, or we're going to see a really bad fursuit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, I'm with you on that one. Just imagine, like, you know, you pay Hollywood singer builders, costume builders, just... Ugh. They probably wouldn't even get Barney animated right, like, with if 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 he was indeed a proper a fursuit. But you know But seriously though, like for pe like who do you think this is going to really appeal to? Like people who grew up with Barney all those years ago and still still hang on to it but us you know, but are struggling with life now that they're in their thirties. Is this what this move is this what this movie's prospect yeah, core demographic would be. Well, let's see what it says about Barney and millennial angst. Why do they frame it like that? Uh, so, Barney was a symbol of oh, unconditional love for many millennials, teaching them, I love you, you love me, yes. Uh, won't you say you love me too? Yeah, that's a little creepy when you think about it. But, uh, but what happens is when, oh no, but what happens when that isn't true? That is a question that the movie aims to explore. Oh no! Wait a minute. Yeah, Kul Kayuluake. This person finds this concept heartbreaking, but believes it will resonate with the intended audience. Oh, they're oh, literally they're literally doing an anti-Barney. Oh, wow! Wow, that's messed this, up. This is literally going to be anti-Barney. <laughs> what the hell? So this movie is expected to be a surrealist take on the beloved children's character leaning into the millennial angst of the purple dinosaur that seems to promise a film that will be poignant yet optimistic, carrying themes that are increasingly relevant in today's times. So instead of Barney being all happy and loving you and you can love me too, now it's all about I hate everything. <laughs> oh, what is, that's not true. Love is not real. Oh my goodness. What are they doing? <laughs> Why are we here to suffer? <laughs> oh no. 
Yeah, this is literally anti-Barney. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when I skim stuff. You go and read it, and it's like, I missed that. Oh, my goodness. I did not expect that. Okay. Man, this is going to be like a PG-13 or rated R Barney. I mean, they can't go that far. It's If they did, then... Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what you can get away with the PG-13 anymore. Yeah. Like, long as you aren't, like, showing blood splatters and crap, yeah, you're PG-13, it's fine. Let's see. <laughs> a risky but promising venture. This new approach to Barney is undoubtedly a risky move. Yeah, you think? It could potentially alienate the character's traditional audience, but it could also be it could also broaden the appeal of the Barney character and franchise, attracting a demographic that grew up watching Barney, yeah, like we did, during their childhood, that blend of nostalgia and contemporary themes to create a unique cinematic experience that appeals to the current adult audience. So basically, yeah, if you're a miserable millennial, this is for you. If the concept of, of love is not real, then anti-Barney will help you out. Yep. And we got yeah, a live you know, comment like, describing what why anti Barney that's one is nomadic Cole says Barney is smoking cigarettes and doing graffiti with a new emo haircut. <laughs> Didn't Adult Swim do something like that like fifteen years ago? I mean, uh, I was the last time I saw somebody like unironically um you know tag you know tag a with spray cans. That's fair. Now, now, now they make now they have people who make graffiti murals, and it's like, oh, look at this art! And it's like, you just had someone come and spray paint your building. Sure, it looks good, but they spray painted your building. It's paid vandalism. <laughs> I wonder how do you think this movie's going to start? Is it going to be Barney sitting alone in his studio apartment, and uh, his power goes out because he didn't pay the electric bill? Like, oh, man. <laughs> no, no. It's going to start either, like, black and white of, like, an old, like, most common trope of Barney. Black and white. I love you. You love me. And it's going to be Barney sitting in, like, a chair with a bat, with, like, a the big barrel of Cheetos. Like, <laughs> such a lie. It's oh, a rocking lie. back. <laughs> it's all a lie. There is no love. Oh, that's dark, dude. Don't mess with my mind when I go to dark. When, I, when it's like, hey, this is going to be dark. Okay, I'm going to go to the darkest thing you can imagine. <laughs> he's just eating a bag of Cheetos. It's like all over him, and he's like twice his size. Oh, no. What happened, Barney? Love never happened is what happened. <laughs> I'm in my 30s and I'm still single. What, what's going on? And now I'm subsisting on, la on my everyday latte in order to keep me going in this world. <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> easy now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's too real. Too realistic. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will work. Just as like a... As a satire. <laughs> like, literally, if they do it right and don't make it, like, 
over the top and do it really heavy into satire, oh, I think this movie is going to be gold. But if they, be hilarious. Over, they literally overdo it just a little bit, it's going to kill the whole vibe. <laughs> you see Baby Bop, you know, she comes along, she's like an alcoholic. Hey, Barney, how are you? You know, she's got like five kids, no husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they actually actually bring up a good point. Like, how are they going to use the rest of the Barney cast in this adaptation? Like you said, you know. Like, my problem was, I didn't watch that much Barney. I watched Zoids and Scooby Doo. <laughs> you and me both. Like that Wait, was my childhood. <laughs> was that Noel? Was it Chaotic or New Century that you watched? Uh, good question. Hmm. Uh, Liger Zero or the Blade Liger? Yeah, it would have been. I it would have been more the mechs, like mechs oh. every episode. So yeah, I, I think it was Chaotic Century. Yeah, looks about right. That's been a long time ago too. I'm old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they they made all the best stuff in the nineties. They really did. Yeah, so like we just we just realized that now we don't know how good we had it. Like as a nineties kid myself, it's like look at all the cartoons we used to have. Now you have mm -hmm. the same stuff with a different name <laughs> on thirty different streaming platforms that you all have to pay for instead of one subscription service. Oh boy. Yep, that's that's the current times. When I was one my one year my first birthday, I had Barney come to my house. We we had um a, a guy dressed in a Barney suit and it was a Barney themed birthday. Or I think it was my second birthday. That was my first birthday. <laughs> yeah, I I love Barney, man. But you know, looking like yeah, but that was, you know, a, a relic of the 90s, I guess. So I, and, yeah, I was it, it, like OG Thomas, so. Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I was. I like Thomas too. He was all right. That that was like I had a Thomas cake. Oh really? <laughs> Literally a Thomas cake. Like I mean, it was <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine on the on the plat on the platter, and it was like, yeah. When you're a kid, it's just like yeah, that's what I wanted was a Thomas cake. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, it took me back to like I I got invited to another kid for my school's birthday party, and we, in the, and as a Pokemon kid, like we actually hair you know hairsprayed my hair to look like Team Rocket. I did Pikachu once. That was an awful idea. <laughs> <laughs> Needless Aww. to say, we are now on story hour if we're old. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I. Yeah, and like, and now I can imagine this in a movie. Like, oh, I gotta entertain these kids. This, oh man, what am I doing? Is this it? This isn't even paying my the bills for my rent. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Like, you gotta ask yourself, how relatable is this movie gonna be? See, that's where they, they gotta make it relatable, and they gotta make it super hard into satire. And I, I think that'll be literally gold. Yeah, and if they do it like that way, hopefully. 
<laughs> All right. So <laughs> that was quite the trip that we all got to go around with. But back well, in wow. my day, <laughs> I never realized we had it so good. But yeah. But alas, this is all the time we've got for the week. Oh, wow. This has taken us all over. So, who would like to um, just wrap this up with a um, quick closing statement? Uh, oh, Beowulf, want to go for it? Once again, deeper in the spiral. <laughs> the problem is, we don't know where that spiral ends. If it just goes down a drain or if we're just on the fun part before we go somewhere else. Because I want off the spiral. <laughs> Too bad. There's no easy ticket out of it, though. Oh, I mean, there is. It's just uh, not the way that I'm intending to go. Well, fans, um, are you going to fork out 12,000 quid? No. Way out? No. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I may, not, I may have not had any idea what I wanted to do coming out of high school, but I'm not going to give more money to colleges. True. Uh, Noble? Uh, I can't wait to see how the media goes. I really can't wait to see where uh, this whole thing with... Oh, I forgot the name of the damn dinosaur now. Yes, I can't wait to see how Barney goes in the future. <laughs> I want to know how they screw it up. <laughs> hey, Vera? Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm just thinking, I I'm still extremely confused of how they're going to do Bambi and make it, I, I mean, getting hit by a car, that actually sounds like a possible logical idea. Um, let's see, when it comes to magic, oh, my beloved gay man, uh, I'm upset about that. So hopefully they don't go down that route and just start getting rid of every single creature type that is even remotely related to anything. But I did like the fact that if you're going to pay $12,000, you might as well be a druid, right? Or a shaman or whatever. Yeah. And uh, nostalgia-wise, yeah, I'm, uh, I do miss the 90s. Mm -hmm. so maybe they'll do it right. But I've been wrong before. So, we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. All right. That's it. That's it. Well, look at that. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this show as much as we did making it. And, as always, our episodes are on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> TuneIn, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. All right. This is our signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Bye! Bye! Ooga booga booga! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>